Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on February 6, 1952. And George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is LAMP. L-A-M-P. Really? You Bet Your Life! More than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... Groucho! Say, that's me, Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Well, Groucho, we invited some dental assistants to the program tonight... And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Judy Garvin. Her partner is an industrial designer from the audience, Mr. Hunt Lewis. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. I'd like to find you around the house. <laughs> Miss, uh, Miss Judy Garvin, weren't you at the palace in New York? That uh, no, that's huh? a different Garvin. Oh, Garvin, oh, I yeah. see. I don't hear very well. Uh, how... How old are you, uh, uh, Judy? I'm 18. Where, where are you from, Judy? I was born in El Centro, California. Oh. Uh, Mr. Lewis Hunt, uh, where are you from, Mr. Hunt? My name is Hunt Lewis. Oh. I've never hunted Lewis. I've hunted... <laughs> I've hunted bear, but that... That was in the summer, and it was okay. <laughs> you mean Hunt is your, is your first name? What I usually use for a first name, actually, it's my middle name. What, what's your first name? El Centro? Cicero. Oh, Cicero. <laughs> Isn't that a town in Illinois? <laughs> yes. Well, it is, but it's uh, the name of a Roman senator, too. That's the trouble, those senators. They should stop Rome and spend more time in Washington. <laughs> where, where are you from, Mr. Lewis? 
I was born in Portland. Uh-huh. Well, which Portland? Is that Portland Hopper or Portland Cement? <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Uh, are you married, Mr. Lewis? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Where'd you meet your wife? Did Portland introduce you to her? No. I met her when, when I was in college in Princeton. Oh, you're a Princeton man, huh? What was she studying? <laughs> no, she, she wasn't studying. It's a boys' college. Didn't you know that? Is that so? Well, Einstein is in Princeton and he's 72 years old. You better explain what she was doing then. You better explain pretty fast. Because uh, Mrs. Einstein might hear of this. Well, she was living in Princeton in those days with her father. Was it a case of love at first sight? Uh, well, not exactly that. Uh, as a matter of fact, she was... She was 12 or 13 years old when I first met her. It wasn't until about 10 years afterwards that we got, began to get romantically inclined. I suppose in those 10 years, I probably grew up. Either that or she grew up. <laughs> now, uh, you say you're a dental assistant? Yes, a student dental assistant. Oh, you're a student. Yeah. Yes. Where, where is this? Lawton School for Medical and Dental Assistants. Where is that? That's uh, on Beverly and La Cienega here in Los Angeles. Oh. Well, what is a dental assistant, specifically? Well, most people think she's... Um, they confuse it with a dental technician, but she they do, isn't. Huh? Yes. She is. <laughs> you wouldn't think so offhand. <laughs> Are there any boy students at your school? No. Why not? Well, dentists usually prefer girls. Really? In a recent nationwide survey, more dentists prefer girls than any other cigarette. Well, Judy, you can't trust those dentists. You never know what they're gonna when they're gonna pull something, can you? Now, uh, Mr. Lewis, what does an industrial designer do? Well, he, he designs practically anything that's manufactured. From a, like what? Oh, from a, anything from a safety pin to a locomotive, I always say. That can get pretty dreary, can't it? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Why would a locomotive need safety pins? <laughs> I guess when they change engines, they wouldn't need safety pins. <laughs> Is there much demand for your type of work? Yes, there, there's, there's a lot. Uh, I, I can't think of anything around us here that really does, couldn't take some better design. In fact, I think it's... Uh, Judy, that's a direct slap at you. <laughs> well, uh, of course... You think, I think everything was, can be improved, is that it? Well, I'm thinking of something I think Raymond Lowy said, uh, which was that basically in design, perhaps the only two things that he couldn't improve were uh, an egg and a woman. <laughs> well, Hunt, you can play around with an egg, but touch one hair of that woman and you die like a dog. March on, he said. Well, it's been interesting talking to you two, and the first thing in the morning, I'm going to get a new hairdo. <laughs> now, in just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. But right now, here's something of interest to everybody. Feature after feature makes the new 1952 DeSoto a really great value. Take, for example, DeSoto's waterproof ignition. Maybe you've heard about the rigid water tests given the electrical system of the new DeSoto. In one, a 1952 DeSoto was driven through a pool of deep water. 
In another test, a heavy stream of water from a fire hose is trained directly on the engine, full force. Yet the engine starts up immediately and keeps right on running without missing a single beat. These tests demonstrate clearly how the exciting new 1952 DeSoto with waterproof ignition operates smoothly in spite of rain or snow or splashing or heavy condensation. Waterproof ignition. Just one of the countless exciting features that make the new, the 1952 DeSoto, your very best car value. See it. Ride in it. Drive the great new 1952 DeSoto. The car that's designed for you and your budget, too. Now at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car most like high-priced cars. All right, now, let's see how you work together as a team. Uh, George? Uh, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. Says this every week. Earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question later in the show. Hey, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Songs of the 40s as your category. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? 17. How much? 17. I 17. Think. you got to talk real loud because this uh, show goes all over California. <laughs> all right. This tune was one of the big novelty hits of the 40s. Give me the title of it. Harry? A good start, you have $37. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of the 37 will you risk? 35 35 What's the name of this song? Okay, Jerry. All right, kids, what is it? We haven't decided. I don't know. Well, take Where a stab at it. Is it something about... Well, it's the, it's the breeze and I. They now have $2, Groucho. $2. Well, here's your third question. How much of the $2 will you bet? Bet one. Bet $1. All right. Play, Jerry. $3. Now you've climbed up to three dollars, and it's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the three are you going to bet? The whole thing. The whole thing. Okay. What's the name of this song? The great big wonderful world is right. Well, we don't leave anybody. Nobody leaves here with six dollars. Nobody leaves here with less than twenty-five dollars. So I'm going to give you one question for nineteen dollars. Think hard now, and please, no help from the audience. You ready? Yes. All right. What color is a red herring? Yes. Red is right. Eh? <laughs> Thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, before we go any further, there's something I want to mention. If some of you rascals out there are curious to see your old quiz master in a sailor suit, then see a girl in every port, the picture I made recently with Marie Wilson and William Bendix. Uh, we invited some uh, carpet dealers to the program tonight, Groucho, and our studio audience selected uh, Mr. Jack Danelian just before we went on the air, and his partner is a grandmother, Mrs. Margaret Laird. And here they come. Folks, come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. 
Well, welcome to You Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and uh, divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Margaret Ladd and Mr. Jack Daniel. And Mrs. Ladd, uh, can I call you Margaret? Yes. Can you talk? Yes. To me? All right. <laughs> All right, I'll call you Maggie, and you can call me no. Jake. Huh? No. No? No Maggie? No Maggie. I'll, I'll call you uh, Maggie. I'll call you Margaret, huh? How's that? That's right. All right. <laughs> How old are you, uh, Margaret? I'm 84. 84. I thought you were about 39. I and, thought and I was 16. Looked... <laughs> that actually looks younger than Benny. Huh? Uh, Mr. Danelian, I'll, I'll just... What'll I call you, Mark? Call me Jack. Call you Jack. Yes, huh? that's right. Where were you born, Jack? I have born in top Turkey. You were born in a turkey? Also, <laughs> yes. Who do you work for, Mr. Danelian? Well, uh, my brother and myself, uh, we own the Zant Carpet Company. You, have, you ever heard of it? Zant? Where Zant did you get carpet. Zant? Did you get him from Charlie? You know, Charlie Zant? Uh... <laughs> no groaning, please. This is all free, you know. <laughs> we, we bought good old name Zant in the auction for $850. You bought your name in an auction? Mm-hmm, we did. Well, for only $8, you can have the fine old name of Groucho Marx. Which is... <laughs> Did you really plunk down $850 just for a name? Not exactly. We didn't have the money at the time. <laughs> well, that's a good way to go in business. What happened after you acquired the name? Well, after we acquired the name, brother and I, we worked many hours, and then we leased the building for $20,000 to enlarge and expand our business. And we did. You spent $20,000 to enlarge the uh, No, we didn't spend it. We leased the place to expand. So where'd you get the $20,000 from if you didn't have 850 for the name? We didn't have that either, brother. <laughs> have you ever thought of running for Congress? Can <laughs> I have a chance? Where were you born, uh, Margaret? In Monmouth, Ontario. Ontario, huh? Could you tell Canada. us what it was like when you were young, Maggie? When you and I were young, Maggie? <laughs> Margaret? <laughs> what was it like up in Canada when you were born, or when you were a young lady, a girl, child, a tot? <laughs> well, I don't hardly know how to start at it, but I try and make a stagger at it. We lived on a farm, and we raised ducks and chickens and pigs and cows. Horses? I think that was all. I think that's enough. Well, what was it like in those days on the farm? Well, you had to work for everything you got. What they don't do today. <laughs> How are the girls today compared with those when you were a, a little They child? don't know they're living. Why do you say that? Because they don't do anything. <laughs> Everything's handed to them. You push a button here and they push a button there and they push a button here and another no. Well, I'm inclined to agree with you. I've been out with some pretty dead ones lately myself. Yeah. <laughs> and here I thought you were a real nice man. <laughs> Thank you.
coincidence? Margaret, I am a nice man, and a nice man always goes out with dead ones, I've discovered. <laughs> now, Margaret, this may be a man's world, but I'm happy to say it's women like you who are running it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's been, it's been enlightening talking with you. Now, if you want to be enlightened, just visit your DeSoto dealer and see the new 1952 DeSoto. Are you going to give me a car? I may start off with an inner tube and then go on from there. <laughs> well, that goes inside the tire. Oh. And you can hold me to that. Now, now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couplers and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, George is going to remind our listeners. The dental assistant and the industrial designer won $6. The secret word is still lamp. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected islands of the world. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? $19. What's this? <laughs> no, no, Margaret. I have the answers. He has them. <laughs> how much are you going to bet? $19? $19. Is that all right with you, Margaret? That's all right. All right. What country owns the island of Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico is owned by, uh... You can guess, too, you know. I don't know. Hmm, Puerto Rico. So, South America. No, no, I'm... Well, it's the United States owns Puerto Rico, huh? They bet $19? I'll have you on the carpet in a little while now. They now have $1, Grant. Remember, going for $1,000 tonight. How much of the buck will you bet on your second question? 90 cents. All right, what country owns the Bahama Islands? India. No, I'm sorry. Uh, England. Well, so far, you've made a clean sweep of this. Uh... They have ten cents left. You've got ten cents. All right. Here's your third question. How much of the dime are you going to bet this time? Nine cents. Nine cents. What country owns the Azores? A-Z-O-R-E-S. Take a guess. France. No, I'm... Uh, you... No, it's It's Portugal. Now you've got one cent left. How much are you going to bet? You want to bet a halfpenny? You're going to bet the whole thing. The only, only thing left is the poor house. All right, you want to bet the poor house, huh? All right, one cent, huh? What country owns the island of Sicily? England. No, you've certainly been consistent. It's Italy. They went broke completely. Nobody leaves here broke. We're going to give you one chance to win $25. Now, this is a pretty tough question, and we don't want to help from the audience. Who was buried in Grant's tomb? Grant. General Grant! It's a good thing you had Margaret helping you, Jack. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Roger, we have a couple of um, young people that we selected from our studio audience just before we went in the air. They never met before, and they're both single. I'd like you to meet them now, Miss Pat Burroughs and Mr. Joe Woods. Come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. I think. Pat Burroughs and Joe Woods, eh? Where are you from, Joe? I bet you're from Nebraska? No, I'm from Norwalk. Is that where you were born? No, I was born in Holland. Is Woods a Dutch name? Uh, no, it's a real Yankee name, I guess. I uh, converted my real name and shortened it a little bit and made it a... American name. I see. Well, what is the uh, Dutch uh, equivalent of uh, Woods? Well, uh, my baptized name was uh, Joseph Antonios Wilhelm Lodewijk Skunderwerd. 
Well, I can see now why you took to the woods. <laughs> How old are you, uh, Joe? Thirty. Thirty, huh? You're not married? No. Well, don't go away. Maybe I can get Pat here, lost in the woods before the night is over. <laughs> Pat Burrows, eh? How old are you, Pat? Twenty-four. Twenty-four, huh? And where were you born? England. Married? No. Planning it? <laughs> you know, Noel Cowell could write four or five plays around this dialogue. <laughs> what part of uh, England were you born uh, in? A corn, Leicestershire. Uh, an agricultural district uh, and the home of the corn hunt. The home of the what? The corn hunt. The corn hunt? The corn. <laughs> the corn hunt. <laughs> Well, there's a corn hunt, anything like a corn hunt? I don't know. Yeah, we're back with Noel Coward again. <laughs> well, explain, what is the corn hunt? It's a pack of foxhounds for hunting foxes. Oh, and these corns go out and chase the foxes? No, the hounds go hunting the The hounds go and chase the corns, is that it? <laughs> I got corns, but I never chase any foxes. <laughs> That's known as the Bunyan Derby, huh? <laughs> well, what are you doing in America? Have you come over here to chase foxes? No. I'm an iffy. I beg your pardon? I'm an iffy. Really? <laughs> well, if you keep your shoes on, nobody will notice it. <laughs> what is an iffy? Is that anything like an effie or a oofe? Or... Uh, it stands for I-F-Y-E, the International Farm Youth Exchange. It's a program arranged for the exchange of farm youth uh, to live with the different farm families in the different countries. Oh. And you coming over here to live with a farm family? That's right. I'm going out in the morning and buy five acres. <laughs> and raise corn, huh? <laughs> Does anything embarrassing ever happen to a farmer's daughter, Pat? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, give out with something, Pat, will you? <laughs> um, Was this in Arkansas or in California? Well, I think I'd better go back home, if that's all right. Um, I was in charge of... What do you mean you're going back home? Uh, to tell you of just one of those little embarrassing moments. Oh, I okay? see. Okay? Yes. Rather. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> go to England. I speak the language like a native. Eh? <laughs> well, tell me, what happened to a farmer's daughter in Surrey? Uh, no, Leicestershire. Oh, Leicestershire. Isn't that stuff you put on liver and onions? <laughs> you mean Worcestershire? Oh, Worcestershire. <laughs> uh, I was uh, in charge of a model farm in Leicester when the Duchess of Kent came to open the uh, proceedings. Uh, and I was in charge of the different animals, which included a litter of pigs. Uh, this litter of pigs escaped and ran amok amongst all the... Ran a what? Uh, ran amok. Ran amok, huh? You know. <laughs> How far is that? Huh? <laughs> I ran amok in a mile and two six. <laughs> well, what is amok? Uh, um, disorderly, I'd say. Oh, I see. Well, go on. There you are. I say, they, they ran... Uh, mm, I won't say it again. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's have another go at it. <laughs> so, there you are, chasing the pig around. Was this a grease pig? No, it was a litter of pigs. A litter of little pigs. Oh, a litter of pigs. Uh, mm -hmm. I see. Uh -huh. And what happened? 
I caught it. Them. It was a litter of pigs. Oh, you I caught the whole, the whole crowd, eh? Now, were you riding a fox at the time, or...? No, it just shanks his pony. Oh, you're welcome. Now, what were you riding, eh? <laughs> now, Joe, uh, stop daydreaming over there, Joe. <laughs> Do you think you could get, uh, get to like a farm, or are you the city slicker type? No, I'm a, I'm a farm boy. Yeah, huh? Well, hey, hey. <laughs> Pat, let's get back to you. By the way, do you find uh, Schoenderwald more attractive? Uh, he's a farm boy, you know. How does he strike you? He's different from the farm boys at home. In what way? <laughs> Pat, are you panting? <laughs> I think Pat's ready to go corn hunting. Huh? <laughs> Now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other couples, you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but uh, Mr. Fanneman is going to remind our listeners. The dental assistant and the industrial designer still lead with $6. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected important foreign cities. All of these cities are over 500,000 in population. Here's your first question. How much of the $20 would you bet? 17. 17. In what country is the city of Bombay? Indeed. Mm-hmm. India. India is right. India. <laughs> They're on their way. They have $37. India. <laughs> Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of the uh, $37 will you try this time? 35 35 In what country is the city of Bucharest? Talk it over. What? Hungary. Hungary. No, I, I'm sorry. It's Romania. You were close, but not close enough. You now have two dollars. Oh, here's your third question. How much of the two dollars would you bet? Oh, all right, two dollars. You're going to bet the two dollars. In what country is the city of Glasgow? Scotland. Scotland, Scotland is right. Well, you're on your way again. You have four dollars. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? Four dollars. Four dollars. In what country is the city of Sao Paulo? S-A-O, capital P-A-U-L-O. Brazil. Brazil is right. And you wind up with $8, and that means that you people get the chance of the $1,000 to settle for the question. Not far from where you live, there's a neighbor of yours who has a mighty big investment in the community. His offices, his service shop, his showroom are probably familiar to you. Yes, he's your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And whether you're acquainted with him or not, remember this. He's always glad to see you, always glad to serve you. He considers it a pleasure to show you the two great cars he sells, the beautiful new DeSoto and the handsome new Plymouth. Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer is proud of his fine line of used cars, of all makes and models. And he invites you to see his service shop, where master technicians, using the most modern tools and equipment, do a really top-notch service job and do it faster, which means a saving to you. Not only that, you'll notice the folks who work in his place really believe in courtesy. So drop in and say hello, because you're always welcome wherever you see the sign of better service, the friendly sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Here comes the young couple again, Groucho, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Well, you look strangely familiar to me. 
Here we go for a thousand dollars. I'll give you fifteen seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. Here it is. A book title, Up from Slavery, was written by an outstanding leader and educator. His finest memorial is the famous Tuskegee Institute. For one thousand dollars, what was his name? Talk it over. You have fifteen seconds. Not even a guess for me. I'm sorry. It's Booker T. Washington. That's the correct answer, Booker T. Washington. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but how much did they win in the quiz, George? They won only $8, and well, they shouldn't go away with less than $25. Nobody goes away with less than $25, so we'll give you one question. This is for $17. Who composed Beethoven's Fifth Symphony? <laughs> Ludwig Beethoven is right! <laughs> Congratulations and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. Friends, maybe you can wait till next week, but I can't. Because that's when DeSoto is going to announce the most spectacular new car they've ever built. Right now, it's a big secret. And if they knew I was telling wait you... Wait a minute, that... Groucho. Hold everything. You can't tell them yet. It's too early. Folks, you'll have to tune in Groucho Marx next week to find out all about DeSoto's big history-making announcement. <laughs> Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. A really safe speed depends on conditions. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. <laughs> Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Another week with a very low scoring couple. Well, couples. In fact, I believe $8 is the lowest someone has gotten and still made it into the big money. Would have been nice if they could have won that too. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page 
at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For Patreon members, you can listen tomorrow to the next episode of the Vintage Radio Club. The Lux Radio Theater brings you their presentation of Dulcie, starring Zazu Pitts. To listen, join us at vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.